Hello everyone. This is Mufaddal Sadriwala and uh, this is SEO in 2023. Mufaddal, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? I'm really uh, putting my bet on uh, uh, web stories. I mean, uh, basically, web stories is going to be a uh, a huge thing in my opinion in the near future for Google and for the users as well. So yeah, I think uh, it is going to improve a lot in 2023 and obviously going uh, further down the line. So I would you know recommend all the brands, all the SEO consultants to just start something, start some basics with, with the web story, start figuring out what you want to do around that. And uh, yeah, that's the number one tip I have for everyone uh, for 2023. Great. Okay. So you say web stories, web stories, formerly AMP stories. So if um, an SEO hasn't heard of web stories before, what are the advantages of web stories and um, what target markets, what, what type of business is best suited for it? Okay. So if you're not heard about web stories, basically, so your uh, stories are Obviously, we all know about the Instagram stories and all of these, uh, you know, social media stories. So your web stories is the same uh, as your uh, stories that that goes on Instagram and all these social media platforms. Uh, just the difference is that this is being added onto your website and you have a shareable URL, which you can send it out to anyone who is wanting to, uh, you know, view your story on your website and not on any other platform. So basically you have more control over your stories and you can track them in your web analytics tool like Google Analytics or Adobe or wherever you want to track them. And uh, the best part about this is that your stories can be featured on Google Discover. So if you are putting out a story and uh, once Google starts picking up as indexing that story, so it can feature on Google Discover, which is the queryless feed that we have on Google search app. So the way it works is that uh, obviously all the data that Google has about our about our browsing history, about our source history, about the website that we have visited, all of these. So Google starts displaying your story in Google Discover to the targeted users, to the users that it, it feels is relevant. So as an example, if I'm a sports enthusiast and I'm into soccer and I have done a lot of searches in the past about the players, about the scores and everything about the matches that are going to be coming in the future. So Google identifies that I am a soccer fan. So if if a sports or a news website puts up story around, let's say Ronaldo or Messi, then uh, Google will automatically start, you know, might start showing up that story to me in my Google Discover feed. So that's how as a user, Google is identifying that I am falling into one category. And that's how that story can be featured in my Discover tab whenever I'm using my Google search app. That's one part. And the great thing about Story that has just recently started, I think in 2022, is that Google has also started featuring web stories in the search results. So, uh, you know, all the shift that we are looking at about, you know, the more visual content consumption that is happening across uh, the platforms, that is also same, that same thing is also reflecting in Google search. So Google is realizing that and also putting out uh, web stories in the Google search results as well. So if someone is searching for a very uh, visual heavy search, Google, along with all the video carousals and everything, along with all the images for some queries is showing up the web stories on google search as well basically so that's where i said you know it is going to go upward from there so yeah i mean this is what 
everything about stories is you know how do we create and then i mean what are the importance of it and then you know wherever it is visible so that's basically uh, about it there's a lot to unpack there you talked about obviously how web stories work to begin with there i'd like to go back and really understand how they work in relation to your own website because you also said that um you can I don't know if you use the word publish on your own website. You, you said you can have them yeah. on your own website. So I'd like to understand technically Correct. how that works. But also towards the end there, you talked about Discover as well. And Discover Correct. is probably is, is, is something relatively new as well. And as I understand it, it's, it's like an AI-assisted um, feed reader that automatically updates contact, uh, content based upon your preferences as the tool understands you. Is that, is, is that correct? Exactly. That's that's what it is basically. So the way Discover Feed works is, it, uh, I mean, it, it is like you said, it's an AI and uh, it's a machine learning generated feed that is uh, that features content from across the web. It's not just web stories, but it also features articles across the web, depending on my preferences, depending on my personalization. Like I said, it takes into account, uh, you know, a lot of our browsing history, search history and things that we have been searching for the kind of content that we consume, etc. So that's basically what Google takes into account when they are displaying content in our Discover feed. And I, I mean, to put it in a very simple way, just imagine it's like uh, your social media feed, it's like your Instagram feed on the type of content that we engage with on social media, the type of content, the, the accounts that we engage with on, let's say on Instagram, Instagram pushes those, the algorithm pushes those kind of more such content to us in our feed so that's the i would say more or less the same way google is also i mean you know, google also shows the websites or the articles or the stories in our discover feed depending on what uh, we have been looking for what are our interests and then our locations and things like that so a lot of factors are again taken into account but i can say you know it's much more uh, crisp and much more relevant whatever google shows to the users because Obviously, Google has the most data about what we have been searching for, what types of websites that we visit. So that's the way Google Discover is. And uh, like I said, it's not just web stories that get featured in Discover, but also your articles can also get featured. But like, but given stories are more visually appealing, I'm putting my bet on that. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, it sounds like Google Discover is something else to unpack some other time. Maybe we need to have some kind of majestic yeah, webinar exactly, on exactly, exactly how you can use dis uh, Google Discover. So kind of going right. back to web stories and yeah. your mention of the fact that you can publish them from your website. What does that actually mean? And what does that look like technically? Okay. So what uh, the, the way we can do it. So there are two ways on, we, on how we can create web stories on our website. The first way is uh, Google has created a plugin which is specifically created for WordPress websites. So what you can do is, uh, obviously if your website is not on WordPress, you can, let's say, buy a subdomain on, let's say, webstories.thedomain.com okay. and install WordPress on that subdomain. And then you can start creating web stories uh, using that plugin, which is a very easy and very user uh, friendly plugin so it's just drag and drop on the like the way we create presentations it's just that we have a couple of slides that we can create we can add images we can add text we can visualize it we can you know create a design and make it beautiful and we have all the control right just at a click basically so the way i mean obviously people who have used wordpress they know how easy it is to create content using the platform so that's one way of doing that and the other way is then we have to use uh 
you know uh, google then lays down if you have to do static coding basically then you have to we have to use amp uh, as a technology to create web stories and for that you will need the help of a developer on creating the web stories so the way that works is that we have to then create you know i mean we have to then uh, decide upon the story i mean the slides that goes into the story and then you know check to the developer and get that as a hard coded page and then that can go as a web story uh, to the you know, to, to the url basically or to the website that we are publishing it so understood yeah. so 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 seo is we're really keen on the fact that it's a wordpress plugin it's something that will integrate directly with wordpress and exactly. um it, 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 in essence, it's published on your own website and then shared exactly. as a web story exactly. on Google. Exactly. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, and what's best practice in terms of format? Because obviously with WordPress, you can publish long posts of 10,000 words if you want, but you talked about social media style posts. So is there a best format for a web story? Yeah, so your your web stories, I think, should be more in the listicle format, uh, basically, and uh, it should be more in the on the visual side of things. So one of the way I started doing web stories was whatever textual content I had on my website, I, uh, you know, figured out all the best performing textual content, blog content articles that I had on my website. And I turned them into web stories, basically, and not obviously just copying and pasting things from there, but figuring out how many, you know, what are the top 10, top 20 uh, uh, articles and then inside that how many slides do I have to create and then obviously adding more media to that, more uh, images and you know audios, videos and things like that. So I mean consider web stories as obviously a thing that is very visually appealing. You have to make it visually appealing and then uh, you know it's not like your usual text content or your articles or the long form content that we have but uh, I mean look at it in a way where uh, you are putting, giving out more information in the visual way rather than just you know adding a block of text and things like that and what about video is video supported yeah we can add videos so it supports videos it supports gif it supports animation we can also add audio so if you have, if you have a audio recorded we can also add that basically and the great part is we can also add a call to action at the end of the web stories or even in between any of the slides that we are looking at so if, if we are let's say if you're wanting to uh, if you're wanting users to uh, subscribe to your newsletters if you're wanting users to read more about the story that you have created in the textual format that is that already exists if you're wanting people to buy a product as an example if you have uh, talked about a dress let's say you have created a, a web story on 10 wedding dresses that let's say you know the brides can consider and you can actually you know add a link to each of the slides or each of the dresses that you're talking about and people can explore the product uh, and you know also make a purchase accordingly so everything it's like possible with web stories you can add a link you can add a uh, add a call to action you can uh, get more subscribers you can also now uh, promote your advertising so basically if you have a 10 slides of web stories you can also add one one slide of ad in between you can integrate your ad platform and you know your ads can also start showing up in your web stories so google is looking at it as a long-term thing and uh, you know putting their best technology forward and you know making it uh, i mean improving it on a daily basis basically and and what do analytics look like? Can you see who's reading? Can you see which countries they're from? How long they're staying for? What what other stats can you see? Yeah, so you can. It's like like I said. It's uh, you, whenever we create a web story, it uh, it generates a unique URL like we 
we have a url for articles and long form content and everything so we can obviously you know measure the traffic we can measure the impact of it by putting the url as a filter in analytics in search console and we get to know what type of users and what countries did the visit from and how many actually uh, actual you know visits came to that stories and things like that so it's like you know analyzing uh, traffic or analyzing performance of a usual uh, url that uh, you know we we take into account so that's the way it's it's like your usual stuff like you have a url and then using that uh, url you can put that as a filter in any of the tools that you are using and uh, analyze the performance of the traffic and it gives you all the information the mail the genders and the demographics locations language uh, etc so you're saying there's no separate uh, analytics specifically for web stories you have to use something like google analytics no, no, you, we can use anything. You Google Analytics, given obviously the most widely used analytics tool is mm, yeah, sure. what I'm giving as an example. But you can use any tools. Like I said, it's an URL that gets created. And uh, obviously, when a URL gets created, all the analytics code that you have added on your website, that gets added automatically to that. So I get how from where your question, I mean, uh, where you are coming from on this. Because I remember in AMP HTML, we had to create a separate uh, GA code that had to be added on that. So in this case, you don't have to do anything for web stories. It's like your normal analytics code get, that gets added to that. And we can analyze the traffic performance like we do it for any of the URLs. So you shared what SEO should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEO shouldn't be doing. So what's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? What's something that SEO shouldn't be doing in 2023? So I can talk about two things in this basically and it's obviously about we sh what we shouldn't be doing but also then what should we start doing after that. So I think what we should we should stop doing as an SEO consultant or as an SEO professional is uh, you know looking at SEO from a very uh, I would say narrow perspective like okay this is my this is on page this is off page this is link building this is technical and that's it this is what my job is. SEO should stop looking at SEO as a I would say in in silos, but what, or we should look at SEO from a broader perspective on how it sits in the marketing budget. Where does it fit in the product market fit? What SEO as a, as an SEO, what value can we add uh, in terms of obviously apart from other marketing channels, where do we stand? And and the bigger picture for the brand, for the marketing team, uh, also you know for the product, where does SEO fit, and how we can contribute more apart from obviously the SEO uh, changes that we are recommending. So like web stories is one of the examples in that, right? So obviously if, if you are using web stories in that, the strategy can go long way. Uh, like when, when let's say the social media team is creating a campaign for that will go for IG to Facebook and all of these platforms, can we also request them to create a strategy or we can recommend a strategy and use that in our web stories as well. So whenever uh, a series of, uh, let's say, stories are going on Instagram, can we also utilize that to be put up on our web stories as well, basically, so that, you know, obviously the performance that is being measured in on these social media platforms can also test our ground on Discover and on features on uh, Google search results as well. So point is that stop looking at SEO just as a medium or just as an SEO thing, but start looking at it more from a holistic approach on what we can do better and you know how we can work uh, with each other, how we can work cross-functionally with other departments and make our product, make our website, make our brand better in terms of everything. So that's one of the advice that I would say. And the other is, uh, this is something that I see a lot of, I mean, 
I've seen this a lot of agencies still do that and they uh, talk about uh, you know these all these obsolete techniques like social bookmarking and all of these directory submissions and all of these techniques that have become really obsolete i think for the last 10 years now but still i see these things in the deck that that are pitched to the client so i, I would recommend th this is hard time to you know stop talking about these techniques like the other day i was scrolling twitter and then i saw someone asking john on twitter does directory submission help in social bookmark uh, in website ranking and then john gave a very smart reply to them so you know it's very hard time to we talk stop talking about these techniques and like again coming to that point start looking at seo from a more holistic approach and looking at the bigger picture rather than just looking at on page off page and technical side of things wonderful thoughts Mafadl Sadriwala is an SEO manager at Assembly Global, and you can find him over at mafadl.digital. Mafadl, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you so much for having me, David. It was a real pleasure having this conversation with you. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.